Hey guys, it's Elsie from Chit Chat with E. I hope everybody is doing good. I am so excited about creating these episodes for this podcast. It's actually um, becoming more consistent for me. I am happy about that progress. And I also wanted to say that um, if anyone, again, is interested in participating on my show, please DM me on Chit Chat with E. I know I have a few people coming up. And I just want to say that you guys are fabulous and I enjoyed the feedback. I enjoyed the um, the ratings. Thank you so much for that. And um, let's chit chat. When I say run, you run. When I say hide, you hide. And when I say get to run. something wrong with me? Everywhere I go, people die. Sometimes I... I feel like I could burn the whole world. Wow, that is a major scene on The Witcher Season 2. I was in awe. Fear is an illness. If you catch it and you leave it untreated, it can consume you. That's major, guys. That is major. When I saw that quote, I was like, wow, this is like... (laughs) And it's true. It's true. Fear is an illness. You know, and and when you don't face your issues and you don't try to resolve them, it it consumes you and you become like, I've seen a lot of people that get consumed by, by just being, you know, like being angry or, or, or not talking about stuff or just not resolving it within themselves and they become bitter and, and angry and, and, and not. Everything's like a major thing in their life. You know what I mean? They never let it go. Like, it's so untreated. And um, we might all have a little bit of that on us. However, we cannot let it consume us. And I believe in this quote, and I think it's amazing that they have it on this show. That's my favorite show, by the way. I've been um, watching it on Netflix, and I love it. I love it. I love him. He's adorable. And I love the fact that this show is um, like a fantasy genre. And it's um, it's really like you never know what to expect next. You know what I mean? It's that kind of show. Absolutely love it. So on that note, I'm, I know he, he had some fascinating words to say afterwards how to defeat fear. Um, but I'm going to give you 10 ways to fight your fears. I'm going to just give you some quick ideas that I got from 
NHS inform. Um, it says here, you know, I have a fear like I'm claustrophobic and I'm, I try to face it. Like I'll try to take plane rides and things like that. I do do it. But it's, you know, it's step by step. I'm trying to get rid of it. I, I, you know, I got it during my pregnancy with my daughter. When I had, uh, when I gave birth, I developed this fear. I, it must have been something that happened to me when I was younger. I believe it's that time. Um, there's a few things that I, I used to be scared of the dark. And my brother and my sister used to taunt me. And some of those phobias came back. So, um, I mean, I'm not scared of the dark. I'm just saying <laughs> some of those things come back. So there's, there's 10 ways to fight your fears. Let's talk about that. Uh, take time out. It's impossible to think clearly when you're flooded with fear or anxiety. The first thing to do is take time out so you can physically calm down. Uh, distract yourself from the worry for 15 minutes by walking around the block. Make a cup of tea. I don't like tea, but you can make um, a cup of anything else, hot chocolate, or just have a nice bath. Number two, breathe through panic. If you start to get a fast heartbeat or sweating palms, the best thing is not to fight it. Stay where you are and simply feel the panic without trying to distract yourself. Place the palm of your hand on your stomach and breathe slowly and deeply. The goal is to help the mind get used to coping with panic, which takes the fear of fear away. Uh, face your fears. Uh, more for that. Avoiding fears only makes them scarier. Whatever you fear, if you face it, it should start to fade. If you panic one day getting into a lift, for example, it's best to get back into a lift the next day. Mm. Imagine the worst. Try imagining the worst thing that can happen. Perhaps it's panicking and having a heart attack. Then try to think yourself into having a heart attack. It's just not possible. The fear will run away the more you chase it. Number five, look at the evidence. It sometimes helps to challenge fearful thoughts. For example, if you're scared of getting trapped in a lift and suffocating, ask yourself if you have ever heard of this happening to someone. Ask yourself, what would you say to a friend who had a similar fear? And I think the lift, I mean, I don't know if this is English, but the lift is probably elevator because I don't know about anybody getting on no lift. Don't try to be perfect. That's number six. Life is full of stresses, yet many of us feel that our lives must be perfect. Bad days and setbacks will always happen. And it's important to remember that life is messy. You got that right. Visualize a happy place. Take a moment to close your eyes and imagine a place of safety and calm. It could be a picture of you walking on a beautiful beach or snuggled up in bed with a cat next to you or a happy memory from childhood. Let the positive feelings soothe you until you feel more relaxed. Talk about it. Sharing fears takes away a lot of your scariness. If you can't talk to a partner, friend, or family member, call a helpline. In New York, there's an emotional support helpline. Uh, you could talk to a crisis counselor. The number is 1-844-863-8314. It's confidential, anonymous, and it's free. And they're there from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. It's actually a part of the New York Project, Hope Project. Um, so, yeah, that's. I just wanted to give you that information. Go back to basics. Lots of, that's number nine. Lots of people turn to alcohol or drugs to self-treat anxiety. But this will only make matters worse. Simple, everyday things like a good night's sleep, a wholesome meal, and a walk are often the best cures for anxiety. Reward yourself. This is number 10, guys. Finally, give yourself a treat. When you have made that call you've been dreading, for example, reinforce your success by treating yourself to a massage or a country walk, a meal out, a book, a DVD, or whatever little gift makes you happy. Oh, okay. And this NHS is from Scotland. <laughs> I got it from Health Scotland. That's why the number looks strange. 
I'm sure there's many of them that you can find online. I just like this one. I wanted to say this one. So yeah, so I just wanted to say um, 10 ways to fight your fears, face your fears, and don't let it consume you. This was very good. So the, the quote was, fear is an illness. If you catch it and you leave it untreated, it can consume you. Don't let that happen to you. How amazing is Heather Laglia? She was on the Drew Barrymore show and it was so much fun to listen to her. And, you know, she was a bombshell back in the days. Everybody loved Heather Locklear. She was on Dynasty. She was a bunch of movies, a bunch of shows, um, very popular. People, the men fell head over heels over her. Can you believe? 40 years later, she reunited with a high school sweetheart and got, to, got with him and they got married. Isn't that amazing? Oh my God, and she looks so happy. And it's funny because she showed the picture on um, the Drew Barrymore show. And they had the same hair. <laughs> he had a blonde blowout like she did in their high school picture. So funny. She was like, look, we had the same hair. <laughs> so funny. That is such a sweet story. And, you know, I know someone like that. Actually, this lady named Sara. She, her husband, had. she became a widow at an earlier age. I mean, I guess she was in her 30s or maybe late 30s. Then she met up with her old high school sweetheart. And the other day, I saw her announcing her anniversary. I think they're together now 31 years. Isn't that beautiful? That is such a beautiful story. And it's not, it's not uncommon. It happens a lot. People just go back to, you know, their first loves. And I just thought it was amazing. And she looks amazing still, by the way. And they look like they're so in love. I just love love. And this story is beautiful. Getting back to Heather Locklear. She said she dated in the 1970s when they were at Newbury Park High School together, but reunited in 2017. Isn't that pretty? Oh my God, I love it. And you see them together. Um, she's 58, he's 57. They have Now they have these romantic pictures together and they're in love. They've been uh, very vocal about their romance and I love it. I love it. And you know, I was noticing because... All I see in here, you know, she went through a lot. I think she was, she became like an alcoholic or something because not to dimmer this relationship. Actually, I'm not going to say anything more because uh, I'm looking here now and I see, <laughs> I see a few mug shots. Poor lady. But now she's in love. She found love. And you know what? That's what love does to you. It changes you back to the great person that you originally are. And um, good for her. Good for her. Jesse Smollett. What shameful things has occurred with him? I don't understand. He was in the show Empire. He's an absolute talented young man. Well, I don't know if he's young anymore. I think he's already in his 30s, right? 39, yeah. So he's already up there in the numbers. And he decided to do this craziness in Chicago. I know this is old news, but I'm still thinking about like, what the hell is wrong with this dude? Um, he was an empire. I guess something happened there, and he decided to uh, to cause this this craziness. And you know what? Got him in big trouble in Chicago, um, according to AP uh, uh, American Press. 
Jesse Smollett was convicted on five of six counts. One of them was disorderly conduct charges, telling police officer he was hate crime. He was a hate crime victim. Um, he was guilty of that. He telling the officer he was a battery victim. Guilty of that. Telling detective he was a hate, uh, part of a hate crime victim. Guilty of that. Well, what the hell? It's all the same shit. Telling detective he was a battery victim. Guilty of that. Telling detective again he was a battery victim, guilty of that. Telling second detective he was aggravated battery a victim, and he's not guilty of that. What the hell? How many people he told this to? So everybody he tells it to, he gets a, a charge for. That's 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 twisted. Kind of crazy. You know he got those uh those brothers, uh to pretend like they hurt him. And they even had like a heart, uh, like a rope and everything. I don't know. It, was, it made no sense. The whole thing made no sense. Uh, what were you thinking? Seriously. Such a beautiful family. All of them are talented. I guess we all have our bad days, but this is too much. Like, you really going to go out of your way to make a big lie? That's the worst thing you could do. I know you could make bad decisions, but this was like a whole made-up shit. Like, he really went out of... <laughs> Like, he did a whole production. Like, really. He said, oh, yeah, they heard me. He came with a black guy and the whole nine. Like, what the hell? And then, what did he... I don't know. He, he paid these guys to do the, the this craziness. And then they were like, hell no. We're not going to jail for you. This cra This was the worst. I, I don't know. This was like a joke. Like, it, it feels like it's fake. Like, fake news. Unfortunately, guys, it's not. Jussie Smollett. Oh, what what a clown. Why would you do that? Jesus. Jesus! <laughs> I lied. I don't have to work. I'm meeting Big for lunch, and I didn't think you'd approve. Wait, you're meeting Big? He called. He sounded upset, and he said he needed to talk. Since when does Big talk? What does that mean? <sighs> He's upset about Natasha leaving. You know, okay, you know what? I'm not holding your hand through this again. I'm not asking you to hold my anything. We're just having lunch. <laughs> it's a huge mistake. It is not a huge mistake. It's lunch. Wake up, Carrie. How many more times are you going to go through this? He is bad for you. Jesus, every time you get near him, you turn into this pathetic, needy, insecure victim. And the thing that pisses me off the most is that you're more than willing to go right back for more. I am not going back for more, and I can't even believe... I can't believe you would say that to me. If you start up with Big again... I am not starting up with Big again. Well, if you do, I don't want to know anything about it. I mean it, Carrie. No calls, no crying. Oh, what are you going to do, Miranda? Are you going to cut me out of your life like you did to Steve? What? The first sign of any little weakness or flaw, and you just write people off. My God, Miranda, you are so judgmental. <gasps> oh, what, you can say that I'm pathetic and needy and I can't say anything to you? You know, everybody's not as tough as you, Miranda. He... Some of us make mistakes. Perfect. That's just perfect. Walk away. It's all my fault. And right there, next to the two for five dollar bin, Miranda and I had our first big fight. Okay, guys. <laughs> I played that segment because... I have experience. <laughs> I have experienced the same conversations with my friends. Um, well, not anymore. I really don't get involved in it anymore because it was just too much. 
that takes out energy out of you. And I know they're saying, oh, you're judgmental. You're not being judgmental. You're just tired of being the sponge. Every time they go to an abusive person or someone that's not treating them right, and they come back to you. And of course, you have to let people make their own mistakes. The only thing is that you can't always expect your friend to be there. That's what happened. I'll be honest with you. My friend constantly disappeared when she was in a relationship, which was great. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for love and everything. But then, you know, disappeared in a whole long time with the person and then landed up coming back and then expected me to be there again and again and again and again and again and again. And then the weird part is, is when it when it's your turn to come, if your problem, you know, a lot of times what people think is their problems are bigger than your problems or your problems aren't good, aren't more important, you know, and those are, you have those kind of people out there and, and, you know, you, you think they're your friends, but they're really not because then when your turn comes is like, brush it off, brush it off, get over it, get over it. You know what I mean? It was weird. And I had to let it go. I had to say something about it. And then they didn't like it. So it became a a, a distant thing. And um, I'm okay with that. Let me tell you. Because I am one that if my friend is hurting, I hurt. You know what I mean? Like mentally, I can't. Um, I can't. I, I can be strong. But I, at the same time, I'm hurting for, for my friend. And I'm just not the type to be like, oh my God, you know. And that's the problem. I think that's a problem. Or I don't know if it's a problem or it's just too much or I don't know what it is, but I take it in too much. So I think I've learned, I'm a little older now, so I'm learning not to be too involved when someone's making their own decisions and just let it go. You know, for your, for my own mentality, I just let it go and let them do their own thing and then let them come back, whatever, and just don't get too absorbed. So I can understand where Carrie's coming from. Because, yeah, she's in love and, you know, it's hard. It's like an obsession at some point, you know. And I can understand where Miranda's coming from, that she said just be hard, be strong, you know, don't keep doing this to yourself. I can understand, you know, where they're both coming from. Now, the cutting off kind of thing, I mean, that's what she says Miranda does. Maybe she's scared of getting hurt, you know. Maybe that's why she does that. I'm not one that cuts off, but at the end, I had to do a little distant um uh or actually the person themselves they, they distance themselves too because it, it it's just worked out better for me because it was just too much you know too much involvement and 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 getting me involved like you want a shoulder to cry on but you know you don't want to be the friend that gives back your shoulder to cry you know like you know what i mean like not that you have to do things to get things but it's 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 called friendship <laughs> And sometimes people just got to look it up because I don't know if they understand what it means. <laughs> I am so excited to tell you this because I just found like an article that tells you 11 lazy hacks that are borderline brilliant. This story was by Cassia Mikola Zak. I'm going to tell you the number one. I'm just going to go right into it. The grocery haul hack. <laughs> it's a broomstick. <laughs> You're gonna have less trips. Just get a broomstick, put all the bags on the broomstick, and 
you know, you no need to make multiple trips to haul those groceries from the car. <laughs> Voila. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'm not going to lie. I'm one that has to carry a whole bunch of... I don't want to make two trips. So that is a perfect idea. Keep that stick in your car. The clean plate idea. <laughs> it's a speaking of being lazy while eating. How do you like this idea? This person didn't want to have to wash a dish. So they served their dinner on a plastic wrap. I don't condone this behavior. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my God. So they don't have to wash dishes. Do they have it on a plate? I would still have to watch it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this one is the smart dad. Why take the time to rock your child in this swing when you can just do it from the couch? This dad found the most reasonable and handy solution to take care of the dilemma. <laughs> he had a stick and from a course. Oh, no, he has a oh, he put a rope to the <laughs> he put a rope to, um, to the swing so he could just rock it with it. <laughs> You don't have to get up. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, uh, this snacking hack. Do you love to snack while watching a show or a movie but hate dirty hurt hate to dirty your fingers? No problem. Just use a toothpick. Right? A toothpick so for cheese doodle. <laughs> oh my god. It takes the fun away from it. Meanwhile, in 3017, somebody put they put milk, you know, but not for nothing. The, the box. Those little boxes were meant to eat from. He has a cereal box, and then he has he put he pours the milk right into the cereal box. He made a he made a hole like a square. He cut out a square and just poured the milk directly into the box. But to be honest with you, I think that's those boxes are made like that, so you can have uh, your cereal inside the box. I remember my mom used to buy them, and and you could even though it's a paper box, they make it because the bag that's around it, you can actually eat it from the box. So now they make it the bowl, the actual plastic bowl they make it. But but the box, the little boxes I used to buy, that, that really you, you were supposed to eat from those boxes and put, pour the milk right into that box. Because the, the bag, again, protects the the spillage. Um, so that's not really, you know, a new trick. That's, that was, they invented that. That was funny, though. Some of them are funny. All right, I'm going to end this uh, this episode with a story that I saw the other day, um, an article that's like all over the internet. And it was of a furious bride who was seeking a divorce after her husband broke her one wedding day hard rule. Like, she meant it. Like, you know what I mean? She's like, this is what I'm telling you not to do. And he went and um, she told him the one thing that she told him not to do was not to put any cake on her face. Okay. And um, him, like a fool, decided, he even got extra cupcakes and everything, um, decided that he was going to ignore her wish. And he went a whole lot um, further and put her whole face in the cake. Oh, my God. So, you know, a lot of people are questioning this. She decided to write a letter to um, the Slate's editor, um, Dear Prudence, um, advice column. And she said this happened before she got married before Christmas and was hoping to be divorced or annulled by the end of January. That's how furious this woman is. And she really wasn't into getting married, she said. Um, but her boyfriend proposed and then she decided to go for it. So 
she said that they both decided to organize the the wedding and everything and it was pretty nice but she said that that one rule was not to rub cake in her face at the reception and you know a lot of people enjoy doing this but a little bit but this guy went too far and the truth is i mean well she said that after he you know he decided that he was gonna be a fool and um he put her whole face in the freaking cake oh my god i would have been freaking pissed too but the next day she said we're done and she's standing by that and um the thing that over the holiday well everyone has gotten together to tell her to please give him a second chance they said that she's overreacting um you know because of her issues she's claustrophobic after a car accident that she had and she's panicked at being shoved into a cake and held there Oh my God! I, you you see what I'm saying? She's claustrophobic. He should have respected that. And you know, being shoved in the cake, she was panicked by that. They also keep telling me I love him, even though right now I don't feel that. I don't. This is a quote from her. This is one of her quotes. She said, "They say I am overreacting because of my issues because I am very claustrophobic after a car accident years ago, and I absolutely panicked at being shoved in a cake and held there." They also kept telling me I love him, even though right now I don't feel that at all, and that he loves me, and that means not giving up at the first hurdle. I don't want to, but everyone is so united and confident in their assurance. I am making a terrible mistake that I wonder if they are right. That was her, her, her question. However, despite the woman's friend's advice, Prudence took a different tack, telling her to continue with the divorce as she said her ex's action were a definite red flag. They wrote back, everyone's sure you're making a mistake, but they're not the ones who have to wake up every day with a man whose behavior massively turns them off. You are, so you have to listen to yourself. I think what he did was a red flag about not respecting you and your wishes. Make a mental note about which of your loved ones don't seem to value your happiness and continue with your divorce. She pretty much said, <laughs> Prudence pretty much said, Cut them all off. Whoever thinks you should go back with that man, you should cut them off. <laughs> cut them off. I have to say, I agree with Prudence. Not about the cutting the family off, but, but I mean, it's true though. If they if they think that that was okay, you know, that for you know for him to shove your face in the thing and you telling him you didn't want to do it, blah blah blah, blah all this other stuff, then you know what? Maybe you should you know reconsider that too. You know, reconsider who's who's real in your life and who's not. I have to say, I agree with Slate's magazine, Dear Prudence, because, um, because I'll be honest with you, I hate that shit. I hate when they freaking put cake in my face. I hate when they put cake on Nobody ever did that to my daughter. I hate that. My daughter, when we have birthday parties, I'll be like, don't do that to my kid. Don't do it to me. I hate that shit. I don't do that to other people. I don't like it. I don't find it funny. I don't I don't know how people think it's okay. You know, a little bit on the nose, you know, whatever. For little kids. But when you're an adult and you... And, and not only this. He didn't only not put a little bit of cake in her face. He freaking shoved her face in the cake on her wedding day. Who the F does that shit? Yo, I would have left him too. I, honestly, that would have been a that is a serious sign. That is definitely not cool. He should not have done that, and he's paying for it now. And you know, he could they you know the divorce is what she wants to do, and that people should just respect what she wants to do. 
And even though she's going to go, go, you know, on history as the hard ass. <laughs> because uh, she didn't want to take the man back. <laughs> but um, it, it is a red flag. It's a red flag that he doesn't respect her. He thinks, you know, his jokes are, are funny to her. They weren't. And I feel bad for her. You know, that's some that's devastating for her. Um, to have to have gone through that, you know, have a big wedding and everything. People don't get it. Weddings are so special to women, you know, to a lot of people. And and for her to, you know, um, have to go through that on her wedding day is, is and then everybody going against her, like not everybody, but whoever did say, oh, you have to take them back. You know, you don't love me. You just go, no, no. She said, no, she's not going to take them back. And the reason is she probably broke up with him because she didn't, she wasn't feeling it. She wasn't feeling the wedding at all. She wasn't feeling it. The truth is, she wasn't feeling him. After a while, sometimes we get sick of other people, of the, the way they act, and we still go along with things, you know, even though our gut feeling is telling us not to. But um, you know what? I, you know, I, I agree with Prudence, I have to say. I would have um, broke up with him too, went with the divorce or the annulment, and just went on with my life, you know, because that wasn't cool. She told him not to do it. He should have respected it. And as a man, I mean, it's not a game. This is a wedding day. You know, I take those days. Well, I'm hoping if you're getting married, it's a serious moment for the both of you. So it was that was just not cool of him. And good kudos for her. Kudos for her for standing by um, her decision. Guys, tell me what you think about that wedding. What What do you think? What would you have done if if your your husband, because you already got married, this is a reception, your husband shoved your face in the cake? I mean, would you divorce him? Or what would you do when you told him not to specifically said, please do not do that to me? So what would you do? I, I, would, I would like to know what would you do. You guys can send me the comments uh, or you can send me a message. I'm dying to hear what you have to say. And I just want to say, you know, I, I, you know, I get excited, you know, when I see new things and I try new things and, you know, I, I've been, uh, I have a new couple I'm going to be marrying soon and I'm just looking forward to new opportunities and new, uh, just anything new coming my way because change is good. Change should be good and we don't want to be stuck in one spot, right? So change is good. And I've been heavy on my events and I've been working on a lot of uh, communicating and uh, I think it's going to be a good year. Besides the COVID lingering around still, I think we're going to be facing forward and we're going to be doing great things. Um, that's all I have to say. So I just want to say, guys, it's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful world. I love you. I love the world. And let's just manifest all that love out there and make great choices. You know, love your love everyone and just um, put your energy into that love. You know what I mean? Think about the love. So if someone's really doing something out there that you don't like, just think about more of the positive things that they are than the negative. Try to take that turn. Try to think about it that way. And um Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. I love you guys, and I hope to hear from you. Send me some feedback. So you can go on my Instagram, chit chat with E. Let me know if you want to come on for a conversation. And like I said, love you. Ciao.